Hello, and welcome to the Good News Highlights Podcast. I'm Ben Wells. I design and maintain our website, goodnewsmagazine.xyz, as well as any other online platforms we have. The Good News Magazine is a weekly Catholic publication covering various Catholic and Christian topics. These are the highlights from Volume 3, Issues 3 and 4. The Camino de Santiago by Gabriel Ringwald. This life is a journey. We will have many experiences throughout our life, be they good or bad. One thing remains certain. We need to be spiritually in a personal relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ. When I get a chance to hear a talk about something related to our Catholic faith, you'll see me there trying to learn more and get closer to God. I receive the Lord in the Eucharist into my body to bring me closer to heaven and to give me the graces needed to complete this journey successfully. But all of that being said, would someone go on a pilgrimage that would take a seasoned hiker 30 days to walk to get closer to God? The Camino de Santiago is a pilgrimage that is walked by about 400,000 people every year. Camino means the way, which makes it the way of Santiago. The Camino de Santiago is a 1,000-year-old pilgrimage to the cathedral where the remains of St. James the Apostle are enshrined. St. James, the son of Zebedee, was the elder brother of St. John. St. James was martyred by King Herod in Jerusalem, making him the first apostle to die. One of the most traveled routes of the Camino is the Camino Frances. This route starts at the border of France in St. Jean-Pied-de-Port. That means it is about 800 kilometers or 470 miles to the end point, Santiago de Compostela Archcathedral Basilica. Tradition in the Catholic Church is crucial to our faith. Sacred tradition comes from Christ. It's the full, living gift of Christ to the apostles, faithfully handed down through each generation. It is through tradition that the Holy Spirit makes the Lord present among us, offering us the very same saving word and sacraments that he gave to the apostles. The word tradition means handing down something to another person. The tradition of the Camino de Santiago pilgrimage was handed down from generation to generation so that we may take the journey of a lifetime to grow closer to God. St. James the Greater by Evelyn Wagner We don't know anything about James the Greater's early life. We do know that he is the son of Zebedee and Salome, and his brother is the Apostle John. The title, The Greater, was added to help us tell him apart from the other Apostle James. James the Greater was believed to be taller than James the Lesser. James the Greater first met Jesus when he was fishing with his brother John and his father Zebedee. They were fishing at the Sea of Galilee and had no luck all day, but Jesus came to shore and told them to dip their nets in the water one more time. You can imagine that they probably thought that Jesus was crazy because they'd been doing it for hours with no luck but they decided to obey Jesus and put their nets in the water, and miraculously, there were tons of fish in the net, so many that they almost sank the boat. After that day, James and John followed Jesus. Later, James was one out of three disciples to witness Jesus' transfiguration. At another time, when James and his brother John wanted to call a fire upon a Samaritan town, they were both rebuked by Jesus. Following Christ's ascension, James traveled across Israel and the Roman kingdom, spreading the gospel and sharing the good news. He traveled throughout Spain as well and spread the word of God for nearly 40 years. One day, as James prayed, the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to him and asked him to build her a church. She didn't mean a physical church, but she meant for him to build up the Catholic Church and spread the word of God. Later in life, James returned to Jerusalem, but was martyred by King Herod, who beheaded him for his faith. He died in the year 44 AD. St. James the Greater is known as the first apostle to die. His remains were taken to Compostela, Spain, by some of his followers after his death, and they buried him there. In the 9th century, his remains were discovered and moved to a tomb in Santiago de Compostela. You can go and see his remains at the Santiago de Compostela Archcathedral Basilica. Since Santiago de Compostela is the most frequently visited pilgrimage site after Rome and Jerusalem, Pope Leo declared it a shrine. St. James was beatified in August of 1624 by Pope Urban VII. He was canonized in December of 1726 by Pope Benedict XIII. He is the patron saint of pilgrims and of Spain. His feast day is July 25th. 
Volume 3, Issue 4, Bring Back the Slap, by Thomas M. Cabean. Blows on the cheek are not commonly associated with sacramental ceremonies nowadays, but until 1965, every confirmed Catholic received such a brief reproval. This action is known as the Confirmation Slap. Why it existed, why it doesn't in the current Roman Rite, and why I think it should be brought back will be treated in this article. Up until the Second Vatican Council in the mid-1960s, during the ceremonies, that is, the actions that surround a sacrament but are not necessary for the validity of the sacrament of confirmation, the confirmandi would receive a brief blow on the cheek by the bishop after being anointed with the sacred chrism. While slapping the confirmandi, the bishop would say, peace be with you. The bishop slaps the one to be confirmed while also blessing them with peace? To an uninformed ear, this sounds like unnecessary and purposeless tradition. But as with many things in the Catholic Church, all that is needed is an explanation. There are many reasons for the confirmation slap, both historical and practical. First, it represents the confirmandi's willingness to suffer for Christ, his church, and the truth. Whether it be by ridicule, rejection, or by the path God gives us, every Catholic must suffer for his or her faith. Second, it refers to the ancient knighting ceremonies in the Middle Ages. In some variations of the knighting ceremony, the one to be knighted was slapped on the cheek and hit on the shoulders with the broadside of a sword by the queen. This too represented his willingness to suffer. The blows in both the knighting ceremonies and the confirmation are also a way by which the confirmandi and the knight say, this is the last time I will be hit without striking back. Once a Catholic is confirmed, he or she is promoted from citizen to soldier of the kingdom of God, and a soldier protects. Up until he is confirmed, the Catholic is not required to defend his faith. He is required to be informed, but not to defend. But once he is confirmed, the Catholic is now solemnly required to know and defend his faith whenever and wherever it is attacked. But, you say, we are told to turn the other cheek by Jesus himself. This is true, we must turn the other cheek at times. It is up to us to hone the virtues of wisdom and prudence so as to recognize the time to defend and the time to accept the attack. Finally, the confirmation slab is a helpful event to aid the confirmed Catholic in remembering her confirmation, the duties that are required of her, and the infusing of the Holy Spirit in her. The confirmation slab has a wonderful meaning, all of which has been with it since its institution. We find the first known reference to the confirmation slab in the Rationale Divinorum Officiorum, a medieval manuscript on the liturgy by liturgist William Durandus, who lived from 1237 to 1298. This means the confirmation slab stood in the liturgy of the sacrament of confirmation for over over 700 years. It was taken out by the Second Vatican Council in the 1960s. I find this unfortunate, as the sacrament of confirmation seems underappreciated and undervalued in our time. Confirmation is the second most important event that will ever happen in one's life, so any remembrance point or rich tradition can greatly help the confirmandi. The confirmation slap is not wholly gone, however. It is still used in the extraordinary form, also called the Old Rite, a still very valid form of Mass and sacraments. But sadly, the extraordinary form is not very commonly used. I proposed, then, that the confirmation slap be brought back to the current Roman rite. Though the slap has been misunderstood, all that is needed is a greater effort in explanation. But all the better! Everyone should dig deep and understand the wonders and surprises of the Catholic liturgy, especially the extraordinary form. The confirmation slap is only one of the moments rich in tradition and meaning found throughout the liturgy. And now, when you think of confirmation, you will think of knights, your duty, and blows to the cheek. Types of Clergy by Avery Bidelspock the definition of clergy is the body of all people ordained for religious duties. Examples of clergy are deacons, priests, bishops, cardinals, and the pope. 
The word clergy was first used in the 1200s and comes from two old French words, clergy and clericatus. Clergy means learned men and clericatus means learning and knowledge. Permanent deacon is the first and lowest level of clergy. The deacons assist the priest or bishop in the mass. You must be 35 years old, baptized, and have a high school diploma to become a permanent deacon. It then typically takes five years to complete training. Priests are the second level of clergy. You can be as young as 17 to enter the seminary and begin the eight-year training to become a priest. Like a deacon, you must have a high school diploma, but also obtain a bachelor's degree. The priest celebrates the mass. Bishop is the third level of clergy and is in charge of a diocese. The bishop is also the mentor and advisor to the priest in his diocese. To become a bishop, a priest must have been ordained for five years and be at least 35 years old. Cardinals are a special level of clergy and are appointed by the pope. The cardinal's main jobs are electing the pope and aiding in the Roman Catholic Church's government. Cardinals are typically bishops or archbishops. Cardinals can be easily spotted because of their red vestments and are the only clergy who wear red all year long. The Pope is the fifth level of clergy and is the Vicar of Christ. He is the Pope for life. The requirements for Pope are the same as Cardinal and Bishop, but no Pope has ever been elected under the age of 44. There are many different types of clergy that serve our church. Each type of clergy has an important role and the church could not function without each of them. That's all I have for you in this episode. Subscribe on whatever platform you listen from to never miss audio content from the Good News Magazine. Check out our other content on our website, goodnewsmagazine.xyz, linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening.